The world is experiencing a massive displacement of peoples, fleeing for all sorts of reasons and trying to find safety and security to rebuild their lives. Has it all just become part of the everyday news? Have we become used to it, become complacent? There are so many incidents that it is so easy to forget those only a few weeks ago as a new catastrophe hits the headlines. But these are all God's people. They still suffer and they all still need our help and support. Today is the end of World Refugee Week. So it seemed appropriate to use this LA service as a remembrance and commitment to the many refugees throughout the world displaced by war, natural disaster, religious and political persecution, and climate change. Refugee Week takes place every year across the world in a week around World Refugee Day on the 20th of June. In the UK, Refugee Week is a nationwide programme of arts, cultural and educational events that celebrate the contribution of refugees to the UK and encourages a better understanding between communities. It was started in 1998 as a direct reaction to growing hostility towards refugees and asylum seekers, with the ultimate aim to create better understanding between different communities and to encourage successful integration, enabling refugees to live in safety and continue making a valuable contribution to the communities in which they live. The Old Testament is full of stories of wandering and persecuted peoples. One author in Deuteronomy writes, My father was a homeless Aramean who went down to Egypt and lived there with a small band of people. But of course it all started with Adam and Eve evicted from the Garden of Eden to wander and start again. Abraham and his family left their homeland. Moses was forced to lead his people out of Egypt, where they were being used as slaves. They wandered for many years homeless. Joseph was sold into Egypt, and later he was followed by his family because of famine. The first reading this morning is from Psalm 107, all about the wanderings of a people and how God saved them. The first reading this morning is from Psalms 107, verses 1 to 16 and 28 to 31, reading from the Good News Bible. Give thanks to the Lord because he is good. His love is eternal. Repeat these words in praise to the Lord, all you whom he has saved. He has rescued you from your enemies and has brought you back from foreign countries, from east and west, from north and south. Some wandered in the trackless desert and could not find their way to a city to live in. They were hungry and thirsty and had given up all hope. Then in their trouble they called to the Lord and he saved them from their distress. 
He led them by a straight road to a city where they could live. They must thank the Lord for his constant love, for the wonderful things he did for them. He satisfies those who are thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Some were living in gloom and darkness, prisoners suffering in chains, because they had rebelled against the commands of the Almighty God and had rejected his instructions. They were worn out from hard work. They would fall down and no one would help. Then in their trouble they called to the Lord and he saved them from their distress. He brought them out of their gloom and darkness and broke their chains in pieces. They must thank the Lord for his constant love, for the wonderful things he did for them. He breaks down doors of bronze and smashes iron bars. Then in their trouble they called to the Lord, and he saved them from their distress. He calmed the raging storm, and the waves become quiet. They were glad because of the calm, and he brought them safe to the port they wanted. They must thank the Lord for his constant love, for the wonderful things he did for them. And now we'll think of the story of Ruth, a refugee. Ruth was a Moabite woman who was married to a refugee herself, an Israelite who had moved to Moab with his family in times of famine. But when he and his father die, leaving their widows, Naomi and Ruth, also without sons to look after them, Naomi wishes to go back to Bethlehem. Ruth shows uncommon loyalty and love to her widowed and sonless Israelite mother-in-law by insisting on accompanying Naomi to look after her. And she also turns to the God of Israel. So they both go back to Bethlehem, two women alone, to fend for themselves, meaning that, of course, they're in a very precarious position. They needed food and it was harvest time. So Ruth started to gather up dropped corn in fields left by the harvesting workers after asking their permission. She was noticed by Boaz, the owner of the field. He was a good, godly man of noble character, principle and responsibility. And he asked his workers about Ruth. Boaz was told her story and he was impressed with her and decided to help her. Boaz told her to only pick corn in his fields with the women. He told his men not to molest her and that she was to have as much water as she wished throughout the day. He said to her, I have heard about everything that you have done for your mother-in-law since your husband died. I know how you left your mother and father and your, in your own country and how you came to live among a people you have never known before. May the Lord reward you for what you have done. May you have a full reward from the Lord God of Israel, to whom you have come for protection. Boaz went on to make sure that she was fed during the day and that she had extra corn to pick up so that when Ruth went home, she was able to take nearly, nearly 10 kilos back to Naomi, plus leftovers from the meal. Boaz continued to allow Ruth to gather corn in his fields 
and he supported her later when she was rejected by Naomi's kinsmen who refused to have her in marriage. Later they married and had a son, Obed, who became the grandfather of David. Ruth was a refugee in a foreign country, but she was generously welcomed by Boaz, who gave her protection, food, security, and most of all, dignity. He gave her back what she had lost in her own country. He gave her a feeling of worth and value. Our Gospel reading is taken from Matthew chapter 25, verses 35 to 46, reading from the Good News Bible. I was hungry and you fed me, thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you received me into your homes, naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you took care of me, in prison and you visited me. The righteous will then ask him, answer him, when, Lord, did we ever see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you a drink? When did we ever see you a stranger and welcome you in our homes, or naked and clothe you? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? The king will reply. I tell you, whenever you did this for one of the least important of these followers of mine, you did it for me. Then he will say to those on his left, away from me, you that are under God's curse, away to the eternal fire which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. I was hungry, but you would not feed me. Thirsty, but you would not give me a drink. I was a stranger, but you would not clothe me. Sorry, I was a stranger, but you would not welcome me in your homes. Naked, but you would not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, but you would not take care of me. Then they will answer him. When, Lord, did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and we would not help you? The king will reply. I tell you, whenever... You refused to help one of these least important ones. You refused to help me. These, then, will be sent off to eternal punishment. But the righteous will go to eternal life.
Our second reading comes from James chapter 2, verses 5 to 9 and 15 to 18. And it's from the Good News Bible. Listen, my dear friends. God chose the poor people of this world to be rich in faith and to possess a kingdom which he promised to those who love him. But you dishonor the poor, who are the ones who oppress you and drag you before the judges, the rich. They are the ones who speak evil of that good name which has been given to you. You will be doing the right thing if you obey the law of the kingdom, which is found in the scripture. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. But if you treat people according to their outward appearance, you are guilty of sin. And the law condemns you as a lawbreaker. Suppose there are brothers or sisters who need clothes and don't have enough to eat. What good is there in your saying to them, God bless you, keep warm and eat well, if you don't give them the necessities of life? So it is with faith. If it is alone and includes no actions, then it is dead. But if someone will say, one person has faith, another has actions. My answer is, show me how anyone can have faith without actions. I will show you my faith by my actions. The culture and history of the people of the Bible led to the presence of a stranger being seen as an opportunity for hospitality and sharing of one's home and resources. We find stories of visitors being welcomed. Abraham welcomed strangers who turned out to be messengers from God. Moses was taken into the royal household. Elijah was welcomed into Zarephath's home. And we've just heard about Ruth being generously welcomed by Boaz. And we know the hospitality to Jesus of Mary and Martha, Zacchaeus, and the disciples on the road to Emmaus. Openness to those who needed a place to stay or a bite to eat was in biblical times only the beginning. Sometimes the visitors would stay for months or even years like Moses and Jacob. Hospitality involved the offering of food, drink and shelter to a stranger in need. But it was much more than that. Hospitality was an attitude of heart out of which these generous actions naturally flowed. And this can apply today. Jesus in his life and in the missionary work of Paul, we find both men reaching out to those defined as strangers by Israel and including them in the people of God. Jesus himself was a refugee <clears throat> while still a baby. 
fleeing with his parents to Egypt to escape Herod's wrath. And as an adult, Jesus became an itinerant preacher, wandering with his disciples from place to place, living at times by gleaning from fields and also by relying on others' hospitality. In Matthew 25, Jesus explicitly links the love of Christ with action on behalf of the hungry, the thirsty, the stranger, the naked, the prisoner and the sick. It was in responding to such persons, the disciples were told that they would know they were responding to Jesus. Jesus himself demonstrated his love constantly through actions, feeding hungry crowds, healing those who reached out to him, and accepting into fellowship taxpayers, women and political dissidents, people who were on the margins of society in that time. Love your neighbour as you love yourself. And it says in Romans, share your belongings with your needy fellow Christians and open your home to strangers. And in Leviticus, do not ill-treat foreigners who are living in your land. Treat them as you would a fellow Israelite and love them as you love yourselves. Remember that you were once foreigners in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God.
content in this podcast is adapted from recorded Zoom services held by Teambridge Methodist Circuit Coastal Section. Full videos can be viewed on their YouTube channel. Music is taken from worship audio tracks, all rights reserved. <laughs>